Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Brian Kinneen. Brian Kinneen has had a journeyman's career in software development and information technology spanning multiple decades, two centuries, and at least one millennia. He brings a critical, enthusiastic approach to problem-solving issues at code, system, and organizational levels. He has worked in varied roles within IT, customer-facing troubleshooter, critical systems architect, and dynamic team leader. His most recent journey includes successfully launching, then shepherding Best Egg from a business plan to over $11 billion originated as a chief information officer and chief technology officer. Well, good afternoon, Brian. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to, to participate today. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And of course, like I had mentioned, Brian, you have the same first name and spelling as I do, which is always fun. I always like to savor in the moment that, you know, we've we, we were given the best names in the world, right? So, Absolutely. <laughs> but the, the ones you spot with a Y are my mortal enemies. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Brian, you've got some awesome career. We're going to jump into the questions here. You've got uh awesome career in tech as a developer, engineer, and now you're the CIO and CTO of Best Egg. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Uh, yeah, I think that's a great question. Uh, I don't know that it's a secret. Uh, I think when I've looked back over the past 20 plus years, the one common thread that I found that has enabled my success is just being open to new challenges. You know, I've been an engineer. I've been, you know, I've been in sales for periods of times. So I've been in customer support. And if something new came along and I thought it was interesting and uh, aligned to my skill sets, I was just kind of willing to say yes. I think those diverse experiences kind of form the foundation uh, for what I do today. Um, the, other, the other thing I think about is wh whatever kind of job I had, whether it was, you know, customer focused uh, success or in pre-sales or post-sales or engineering development and architecture, I always tried to stay focused on positive outcomes for my customers. And that customer could be a coworker. It could have been a business in a B2B type of scenario or consumers. Uh, I've had all of those folks as my customers. And I feel like if you stay focused on those positive outcomes and don't let yourself get too lost in the details of the technology or the implementation, that's definitely uh, incredibly helpful. And the third thing is uh, that I think is super helpful for me and has been a great benefit to my entire career is always being willing to change my mind. You know, as I take in new information, uh, I'll let previous opinions go and form new ones. I'll synthesize information to make better outcomes. And I'm never, I've never been afraid to be wrong. And I think that's incredibly helpful. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And I think you're right. It kind of molds or builds our character, having the breadth of experience that um, you've experienced and, and many of us have experienced it definitely built a stronger character. So thank you for sharing. And Brian, as you know, everybody globally uh, this last year and, and continues to make major shifts and pivots and innovate right around this pandemic. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your organization stay relevant in this economy? So, you know, what has been very important for us during the pandemic is to stay in constant touch with our customers. We do this through a, a myriad of ways, leveraging technology to you know, get feedback, surveys. We have an entire uh, insights-driven community where we engage customers on a regular basis. And that helped us kind of develop some key strategies during and for post-pandemic. You know, things like we built a specific program uh, for existing customers with loans uh, during the pandemic to allow them to 
you know, modify their loans and extend their payments. And that has uh, really generated two great outcomes for us. Number one, uh, a ton of customer goodwill and loyalty. Uh, they are super happy that we were proactively trying to help them even before they got into any sort of trouble or concerns. And number two, positive business outcomes. Uh, our loan portfolio is just as healthy as it was pre-pandemic, and our future is very bright uh, in that area as well. And you know that kind of helped us. That insight with our customers and the way we approach that also help is how we approach our employees. You know, constantly staying in touch with our employees, being incredibly transparent transparent, uh, communicating uh, on a regular basis with how the business is doing and initiatives and things like that. And then letting feedback both from customers and employees drive our decisions at the top of the house. You know, that has really helped us kind of get to our new normal and how we think we're going forward. It also synthesizes incredibly well with our kind of customer centric strategy at Marlette, which is, you know, our core goal is to provide to those who are recently bankrupt or event disrupted with means to make ends meet. So, you know, we, there's this class of customers in the market that, you know, these are financially responsible people who hit a tough time, you know, whether it's the pandemic or other things prior to that. And post that tough time, they're, they're financially, they're still financially responsible, but they don't necessarily get treated that way from the financial services companies of today. And our goal is to be able to treat them the way that they've got accustomed to pre their event or their issues and let, get them back on their feet and get them back on the right path. That's awesome. I appreciate the share on that. Um, and of course, you know, having some empathy and compassion nowadays, uh, especially during the pandemic, but you know, whenever somebody runs into a challenge, uh, it's, I appreciate hearing that. So thanks again, Brian. And so Brian, we're a tech platform, as you know, so you're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies in your tech stack. Anything specific you might be able to share with us today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think one of the key fuels to our success from the very beginning, uh, a little over seven years ago, has been embracing the cloud. And I, I feel like that embracing uh, comes in phases. Number one, it's just, hey, the cloud is a great way to, you know, build a business. Yeah, we don't have to have our own data centers. And that's just, you know, replicating what you used to do in the cloud where you're not responsible for necessarily responsible for the servers anymore. Then there's a phase where you really embrace what the cloud has. Hey, we don't, we're not just recreating a physical environment. We're doing things that you might you know that are better in the cloud or more optimized. And the third thing, I think the third phase that you run into, which is we are, we have kind of really accelerated into in 2020 is doing things that you never thought were possible that you can only achieve if the cloud is the foundation. And that's really uh, what we've been, we've been leaning into. So things like, um, you know, serverless scaling, uh, cloud-based data warehouses, you know, leveraging these unique technologies that you could not recreate in the normal, uh, you know, pre-cloud world that the cloud companies have made available to us to do things at scale with, you know, uh, flexibility that was never possible before. And so what we've used this for is, you know, we have about 1.4 trillion data points we've collected in the last seven years uh, with our customers and our business. 
And that's a lot of data. Uh, a lot of it goes untapped. You know, it's a deep reservoir in the ground of data or, you know, a huge ocean, however you want to think about it. And we've been using cloud technologies to discover uh, meaningful data, but then once it's discovered to expose it in real time to our business in a way that, you know, we can build attributes that have real meaning synced to a customer in our customer-centric business approach. So we have a proprietary algorithm that we can identify customers and their data. And so that we feel very confident that if we look at an individual customer, all the data we've associated with them is uniquely theirs. And then we can build attributes based on that customer's preferences and behaviors to better serve them and find interesting products and new, new ways to engage with them. And honestly, uh, you know, we have a lot of smart people who've been able to figure out ways that do things that are only been possible in the cloud. That's awesome to hear. And you're right. There's been a big movement the last several years on the cloud. But but now the cloud's getting even more, I would say, smarter, more innovative with how uh, services are offered and how the scalability uh, is literally in a blink of an eye. You can scale, you know, to basically a, a enterprise data center. I, I've seen it in some of the major cloud providers, which is really nice. So Brian, let's talk a little bit about your, you know, just the last question here, just your background. Could you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in tech or leadership? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the thing that I've found that has fueled my career and my enthusiasm and passion is First, first focusing on what is going to drive business value. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. Uh, your business could be, you know, in mobile games or your business could be in enterprise B2B software or in financial services and technology like, like I am now. But what is going to drive business value? And then from staring at that point of view, what technology can I use to do that and achieve it? You know, I love technology. I've been fascinated with it since I was five years old and saw my first Apple Macintosh computer. And it, that passion and that enthusiasm has never gone away. But I don't allow that to override what the goal of I'm trying to accomplish is. What am I chasing? And in my, in my you know, career, that has always been generating some sort of business value, either for constituents within the company other businesses or consumers now that now I'm at, you know, best egg. And I found that that's a good guiding, guiding light to kind of drive your decisions. You know, technology for technology sake can be a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. And I find myself on days that that's happening, but what I hope to achieve is that more often than not, the choices and decisions I make are driving business value first and technology engagement and best practices and all of the things that go with that second, you know, but not every, not every decision has to be weighed at one way or the other, but if you blend a hundred decisions together, have you achieved that balance of most of the time you're moving the business forward? Great. Thank you for sharing that, Brian. And uh, it is something as a leader, we, we need to tend to um, be aware, self-awareness, right? We, we love the tech. I love tech, but sometimes, you know, you've got to get out of the tech to think like the business to ensure that you're doing the right thing for for the business and their goals. So thanks again. And Brian, it was a pleasure having you on today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Brian, I really appreciate the invitation. Uh, it was a great conversation and look forward to speaking again soon as well. Bye for now. Bye.